And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Yes, I know it's a Friday afternoon when Luke Smith uh, casually wanders into the studio and says, how have you been? And I generally say, well, the week hasn't come, the Friday hasn't come quickly enough. <laughs> I think you and everybody else says that when the weather outside's as nice as it is. Absolutely. Look, I can't uh, start on today's program without addressing the elephant in the room. I was really looking forward to giving you a phone call this morning asking you what I was going to do with my $200 million mm. after winning the Powerball last night. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Out that way, no. uh, a couple of other people won the money, so yes. it was divided into two winners, one hundred million dollars each. Bonkers. One of the tickets was sold to a person in Queensland, and we still don't know who that was because it's an unregistered ticket. Right, and the other one was sold to a couple in Singleton in the Hunter Valley, and uh, the woman answered the phone last night when the lottery people called her. She answered it on the first ring. She knew what was coming because she had checked her numbers. Uh, this is what she told the people at the lotto. Thank you. It's a lot of money. A lot of money to fathom. Well, I absolutely won't be working anymore. I mean, honestly, do I really need to? There's always a lot of hypothetical questions of what I would want to do, but now I'm just lost for words. I have no idea. Maybe an overseas tour. I think I want to see you everywhere. My partner is here with me now. He's a bit in shock. He loves his job, so I don't know if he'll be retiring. I mean, really? <laughs> That's be, the best bit, isn't it? Isn't oh, it? look, that'd be my dad. Honestly, you could give my dad $100 million and he'd go and do his life again in his occupation because he's one of those few people that has spent 50-plus years doing something and loves it more than anything on earth. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's – and that's a lovely testament to the fact that you found something that you're that – passionate about but again just to yeah. try and get your head around the, the that quantum of money well that's is, right that's right that's and of bonkers. course in, in the lead up to that there were all sorts of stories in the media uh from various different experts about what are the chances of winning how to mm. pick your numbers uh but more importantly from some financial advisors uh, giving advice on what you should do if you actually come into a large sum of money like that mm. and how you should approach managing that mm. and particularly managing the expectations of friends and family mm. and the advice was don't tell them straight oh, 100%. away. 100%. Yeah, look, I think that's it. And when you, you put a, you know, keep it really simple, say you whipped all of that into a turn deposit at 5%, that's it's $5 million a year. <laughs> you know, like that's more than, you know, anyone on earth can live on mm. without touching capital. So mm. you'd want to get some very good legal advice some very good structural advice. Um, and then keep your head screwed on. Absolutely. So um, obviously you might want to tell some close family members that are trusted at some point, but the advice that I read from one guy was exactly what you said, put it in a term deposit for 12 months, or at least the mm. vast bulk of it, to mm. take a little bit out so that mm. you've got money to live on. Mm. Um, don't tell anybody until after the 12 months have gone by, mm. and then when you tell people, oh, I've, I've had a bit of good luck, they don't know you've got $100 million. Yeah. You can say, oh, I've just got yeah. a couple of million dollars, yeah, and exactly. they won't know. But if you tell them the day after, they know. <laughs> yeah, look, and again, I think that's, you know, you see so many stories. You take your NFL and, you know, your NBA and these these people that have had quantums of money that most people can't get their head around. Mm. When you're not used to having access to that amount of capital, it's it's actually quite difficult. And, you know, as a, as a realistic situation here, I find people with the with the best cash flow have the biggest problems Yeah, because there's no consequence. Because there's no penalty, there's no impact, there's no, mm. oh, well, I can do this, this and this and we're still living and we're still fine and you know, people earn huge amounts of money, get to the end of the year and go, what would you save this year? Oh, nothing. Mm. But if you're trying to feed a family on 50 grand, you know exactly where that money's going because yeah. there are consequences. 
Yeah. And I think that's that's where people come unstuck. And, you know, you look at the, the numerous overseas lotto winners in America and England that have, you know, won hundreds of millions of pounds, hundred millions of dollars, and, you know, in five years are bankrupt. It's, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah. You, know, you pray in- for rain, you've got to deal with the mud. <laughs> and in, in yeah, and in some cases even quicker than that. But mm. that's not why we're here. Today's topic is uh, correcting some of the misconceptions around pension payments from super. Uh, so uh, when mm. somebody starts a pension from their super, it's not the same thing as a government pension. It's just the same Correct. word yes. because a pension just means a periodic payment. That's right. A, a pension is simply meeting a condition of release, i.e. have I retired or am I using the transition to retirement rules and am I drawing money out of a superannuation fund as an income stream because you can pull lump sums out of a a super fund as a lump sum commutation or lump sum withdrawal. A pension is simply the act of starting an income stream and it's recognised as an income stream and then adhering to the various pieces of legislation around what you can do. And really, a bit like last week, some of the ones that I had last year around what you can and can't do in relation to a pension, we're sort of going to debunk and demystify um, and look, if I start with the first one, once you start a pension, you can't go back to work. Yes, you can. So again, starting a pension and gainful employment, two very different things. If you're going to start an income stream or an account-based pension, you must meet a condition of release, i.e. I've ceased gainful employment over the age of 60, or I'm 65 years of age, or older, where you've reached maximum preservation age, you can start an income stream. Once you've started that income stream from your super, if you choose to then go back to work, that's fine because there's no declaration of intent over the age of 60. In the past, you had to make a declaration under the age of 60 and you still do. I've ceased gainful employment and I do not intend, and I stress intend, to ever work more than 10 hours a week again. Over the That's age of- a lot like Anthony Albanese saying, I do not intend to change the uh, tax uh, cuts. Well, that's... Let's move on, or I'll, they'll be they'll be beeping this they'll be beeping this show out if we get on to that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But what um, I, what I'm getting at there is that at the time you maybe perhaps intend not to yeah. work again, yeah. but you might change your intention at a later time. Yeah, and most people intend to do the right thing. Some people then don't. But hey, that's a show for another afternoon. All right. Um, the other big the other big one is oh, I've started a pension. I'm going to get a fortnightly payment. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. The act of starting a pension, the word pension, as you alluded to at the start, does not mean fortnight. No. It does for Centrelink. It does for defined benefit pensions. But they're different animals. Yeah. If you start a pension on the 1st of June and you take your legislated minimum, you can take it all out in one go. You can take it out monthly. You can take it out fortnightly. You can take it out weekly. You can take it out quarterly. You can take it out at any frequency that your fund provider allows. So if you don't need the money and you're starting an income stream for tax planning purposes, because remember, money in a pension is tax-free inside, mm-hmm. which is much better than paying tax at 15% on earnings. Yes. If you're starting a pension for strategic reasons and don't need the money, then don't take the money out until June. Meet your minimum requirements in June and then take another pension payment out potentially in July because you need to come back to your why. Why am I starting a pension and why am I taking the money out? You might want to make a contribution for a spouse. You might want to pay off the kid's hex debt. You might want to reduce the debt on an investment property. There's a raft of reasons why you would start a pension, but don't assume that it means you're going to get a fortnightly payment. It's any frequency that works for your situation. 
Next one is uh, when you start a pension, you cash out all of your investments and put them in the bank. Nope. You don't touch your investments. There is no need for you to touch the assets in your super fund when you start an income stream. You are changing your superannuation account to a pension account. It has absolutely no bearing on the underlying assets. If you wish to restructure assets in pension phase, as we just said, a pension is a tax-free structure. So if you wanted to sell your CBA shares that you got for 40 bucks at 117 or whatever they shut out this week, would make a lot of sense to sell them in a pension because a pension does not pay capital gains tax. Your super fund pays tax. So mm -hmm. again, be strategic about starting an income stream because you could save yourself a lot of potential capital gains tax. But the act of starting a pension has no bearing on your underlying assets. A lot of people come in and go, well, I'm going to start a pension now, so I'll just sell everything down and hold it in cash. And when you say, "How your, how's your capital going to grow against inflation? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we just leave it alone. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So again, that's another one that I find is a big misconception is you cash out your assets. You can't add money back to super from a pension if you are not working. Okay, so I've ceased work. I've started a pension. I'm taking out a pension. And people come in and say, well, I, I can't put anything back into super because I'm not working. And we touched on this one last week. Putting money into superannuation under the age of 67 and potentially 75 has absolutely nothing to do with whether you're working or not. And as we touched on last week, we need to say, am I eligible to put money into super? That's our first question. Then we say, what type of contribution am I going to make? Now, let's say you've got a pension out of super. You're over 60 and that income's coming out tax-free. But you've got five investment properties and you've got $100,000 of rent that you're collecting. You're probably going to want a tax deduction because between the pension and the rent, you may have taxable income where you're incurring a tax liability at 34, 39 49% tax, depending on what you're collecting. So if you put money back into super and you're eligible to do so, that would be a great way of lowering the taxable income on the properties that you have. And if you've met a condition of release, you can pull that money straight back out. So again, there's a lot of strategic benefit to put money back into super, but don't assume that you can't because you could be costing yourself a lot in the way of your tax planning. Uh, the next one is, I can't add to a pension once it's commenced. Now, the answer there is true, but not really. Now you're just being tricky. So it's it's both true and false at the same time. Correct. So you start a pension, say I've got $500,000 and I start a pension. Can I add money to that pension account? The answer is no. That is correct. Can I take that money out and add it to another account? Yes, I can. Now, here's where things get curly. Can I stop the pension, okay, go back to accumulation phase, so the same structure, mm -hmm. add some money in and then start a pension again? Yes, I can. Now, there's some faffing around with paperwork and there's some rules that you need to adhere to, but yes, you can stop a pension that's in existence because you do win $100 million. You could put 300 in, for example, as a non-concessional contribution and then recommence an income stream. When you do that, keep in mind that you will need to meet a prorated minimum for the year, depending on when you do it. So again, don't assume that you can't put money in because there could be some significant tax advantages to do so. 
there could be some significant advantages for the next generation as well from a tax planning perspective. So again, all we're trying to do today is get people to think, is that possible? Not, no, I can't. Okay, you've got one more on your list here. Yeah, and the last one there says, I pay tax on the sale of assets in a pension. I'll keep what I have just in case. And as we alluded to in that other strategy, if you've started an account-based pension and you're up to the legislated limits, you don't pay tax on the sale of assets. So again, be strategic. You may not want to sell assets or you may have a massive exposure to a particular holding. And we see people come in all the time. They'll hold all the banks, they'll hold some Telstra, and that's all they've got in their portfolio. So their asset allocation is completely out of whack. Um, and when they go to then make some amendments and, and get some greater diversification in there, you want to be doing it inside a pension because that is a tax-free structure up to legislated limits, which is very advantageous. So again, don't assume that you can't because you may be able to buy other assets to great, greater diversity and, and maintain a more appropriate portfolio in retirement and generate a much better income stream. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me today, and we're talking about uh, some of the misconceptions people have around the pension payments that come out of their super account. It's around about 10 to 5 now. Back with more in just a moment. Well, it's about six minutes to five now. It's a Friday afternoon. That means that Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about the common misconceptions around pension payments from your super. So, Luke, what are the key things people need to remember? Yeah, so I'd start with why you're doing it. Are you doing it to fund your lifestyle? Are you doing it for tax planning purposes? Are you doing it to equalise super funds? Are you doing it to make recontributions? Try and come at your why with a strategic bias. Get some help because you may be able to use a pension for lots of other things other than funding your lifestyle if you're working part-time, if you have sufficient income and it's just surplus. Think about a pension as a strategic vehicle, not just a way to pay for groceries, shopping and, and lotto tickets. Um, get, get your why right. The next one would be um, keep in mind that you must meet the legislated minimums that work on a percentage basis. So if you're under the age of 65, you've got to take 4%. If you're 65 to 74, you've got to take 5% and so on. The older you get, the greater the percentage. Now, for a number of years, the government halved that legislation through COVID to try and reduce the amount of money that people needed to draw out mandatorily. Um, that's now back to standard limits mm -hmm. or standard percentages. So just keep that in mind that you will need to take something. But it, as I said earlier, if you don't need the money, take it out in June and let your earnings cook, let them grow, let them benefit from the rally that we've seen, for example, and then draw it out when it's appropriate for your broader strategy. You can add to a pension with new cash if needed. As we said before the ad break, you can stop a pension, move it back to accumulation phase, add more cash. The workaround to that also is maybe run a second fund on the side um, and, and make contributions into there and think about the strategic reasons why you would do that. Before you go starting an income stream, you must remember that you have to meet a condition of release. So have I ceased gainful employment? Am I 65 years or older? Um, so make sure that you meet the rules in relation to a condition of release. Draw your pension minimum. Notify the fund um, if you quit work. This is one that I find people miss. If you quit work, uh, start an income stream and then go back to work, that's fine. If you quit work, don't tell your fund, don't start an income stream and then take another job. 
you need to meet another condition of release or another retirement trigger to be able to get your money. So again, get some advice because that can be extremely frustrating for people because they come in and say, well, I've quit work, so can I do it now? Well, you've rejoined the workforce and your fund was never notified. Different funds have different interpretations of that. Um, so again, just do things in a, in a planned and organised manner because retirement is a significant event. It's not something you want to have derailed by assumptions that may or may not be correct. Yeah. Um, so, so time to ask the important question, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so office number 62604749. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money. That's on iTunes and Spotify. We've got YouTube Shorts. We've got The Strategy Stacker on the Tiki Tocker. And all of these sorts of considerations are in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning, which is available in all good bookstores and online. It absolutely is. Luke, thanks very much for dropping by today. That's right. See you next week. We'll catch up with you again at the same time next Friday afternoon. Will do. Thanks very much. Luke Smith from Envision Financial back with us again at the same time next Friday right here on 2CC. 